0: Part One, chapter twenty eight of short history of the christian church by john fletcher hurst this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty eight the age of gregory the great the march of the roman bishop towards priority throughout the christian world was steady the divisions of the eastern empire the decline of moral life the universal spread of controversy and particularly the preeminent ability of several of the bishops of rome were calculated to advance the claims of that patriarchate above all others the bishop leo I, A.D. a to d 440-461 was a man of strong intellect and he did much to clothe himself with power and prestige but the most eminent incumbent of the roman episcopate was gregory who was called the great and ruled eighty five ninety to six hundred four under him every department of the priesthood and the episcopacy advanced in strength his claims artfully disguised were of the most lofty kind gregory's character was of a striking quality he was versatile and strong in everything he touched in the development of the hierarchical idea in theology liturgical literature pastoral oversight monasticism and missions he was a master his hand was felt in the whole field of the ecclesiastical life of his day born at rome a d 540 and descended from an ancient patrician family he had all the advantages which wealth and education could bring his parents designed him for service in the state but he turned his attention to the church and advanced rapidly Yet he showed no disposition to hasten matters. He possessed the virtue of patience in a high degree. Gregory, after his father's death, founded six cloisters and occupied one himself. He dedicated himself to a life of self denial. He became deacon of the bishop Pelagius and was sent as his representative to the court of Constantinople. He wrote a commentary on the book of Job and pursued his studies with great energy. He was also a brilliant preacher, and wrote a book, Regula Pastoralis, the Pastoral Rule, full of lofty spiritual instruction to his clergy. On his return to Rome, and the death of the bishop Pelagius, he was chosen to succeed him. He declined the office at first, but afterwards accepted it, but apparently by pressure. Towards the emperor he manifested the profoundest respect, probably with a view to gaining by yielding. He called himself Servus Suvorum Dei, Servant of the Lord's Servants. He devoted himself to the purification of the life of the church and the enforcement of monastic discipline. He fixed the term of the novitiate to two years, forbade youths under eighteen to enter a monastery, and ordered all ecclesiastical officials to seize those monks who wandered about the country like tramps and to deliver them to the nearest monastery for punishment he was especially active in his encouragement of missions he organized the anglo-saxon and other missions and sought to send the gospel into every part of europe he took the greatest interest in the english mission and sent to augustine very detailed instructions for his work. Under him, the authority of the Roman bishop advanced far beyond its former dimensions. He created the papacy of history. He preserved amicable relations with the emperor, though all the while holding firmly his ecclesiastical independence. End of chapter 28